In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast partner in crime is the one and the only... My name is Travis Ratz. Travis Ratz with me on the show, doing his best Batman voice, because you, ladies and gentlemen, are in for a treat. On this Comic Exposure episode, we do, uh, we're doing a book club, a comic book club, and we are reading uh, DC's All-Star Batman, Snyder, Ramita Jr., with backups by Shelby, we're reading All-Star Batman. All-Star Batman Volume 1 uh, is what we're reading on the podcast today. And we brought uh, back again a back-to-back podcast guest, Travis. Back-to-back podcast guest. It's Which crazy. May have, this might be the first time in history that this has happened. I think it is. I, I, feel, think it is. I feel pretty good because uh, this is my fourth podcast, too. Oh, so, Dan like, McCloy's a four-peat. I, I'm a four-peat. So on the show we've got Dan, Doctor Dan, on the show with us. He was just Dr. in Vegas. Dan with us. on the ones and twos talking about Dr. Batman. Doctor Dan's on the show. Uh, he, we were just in Vegas all together. We were going to try to do both episodes while in Vegas. <clears throat> that did not happen. Vegas that, got its hooks all, in us. Vegas got I, its I, hooks in us. I think Saturday we all took a nap. We should have. We should have probably podcasted, but we napped instead. Uh, so that was are, a much needed nap. I needed that was, nap that so much. Nap. <laughs> so we're we're doing the podcast today. Uh, Dan's on the show. We're talking Batman. Uh, we have talked. Uh, we've asked Dan before our question, Travis, which is, "What's your uh, you know what what's your uh, exposure to comics? What's your first exposure?" We already did that with Dan, and we know maybe the audiences know, but Dan is a lover of Batman. Oh, they know it, that if they listen to the long Halloween episode in which if we they've, first if they've listened to it before and what his favorite Batman was as well. Yeah, so we've had we've had some conversations Batman wise with you, Dan. Dan, let me ask Even you this. Even when we did the, go ahead. Yeah, so let, let me ask you this: uh, If it's not Batman, who's your number two in uh, comic book superheroes? Who's your number two? Oh, probably Daredevil. I, I'm a big Daredevil fan, and I was just going to say, you re- we even got some Batman when we did the Frank Miller Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> we did. Because to me, like, there's so much parallels there, and then, like, Frank Miller has been so connected to Batman that I kept drawing those connections. I would probably say Daredevil. I also, as far as my experience goes, I have a lot of experience with uh, Spider-Man. Um, so I'd go in that order. Is that right, feedback? So you, it was a little weird. This, I don't know what it was. Okay, yeah, we're good. It's fine though. It'll be all right. I mean, this so is, you're saying that, like, if it's if this is like a booty call of comics, that you're calling up Batman first at two a.m. Like, hey, Batman! Oh, you yeah. get, but he get his answering machine. He's like, uh, Batman's not here right now. Please eleven. You call up Daredevil next. That's your next booty call. Yeah. Well, no, at that point, I'd be desperate, and I'd probably call up Superman, because I got enough <laughs> to get flying around, too. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 
So, so guys, let's let's chat. Let's chat. We we've talked lots of Batman before, and Travis, you had a a little thing you said really quick in passing when we were talking about this book because we were talking a couple episodes ago about um, Adam West, right? And Adam West, Adam West had passed away, and we were kind of talking about Batman, and we talked about that there's like a couple different types of Batman. What type of Batman do you think we got? And this all-star Batman book. How would you categorize this Batman? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, one of the things that I think Snyder does really well is he really creates a really well-rounded Batman um, as far as giving you uh, just a touch of every... Like, some people, like in Long Halloween, they sink into the, the, the detective Batman. Others sink into the superhero Batman. Uh, others do this so but one of the things i noticed with snyder's batman uh in previous runs and this run is it's less so in this run but you you see it is you get family batman family yeah do you mean do you mean the bat family like robin and batgirl and alfred in this instance yeah exactly i i not necessarily that they're there's a lot of Bat family in this particular run. Uh, you do get a Robin. You do get Alfred. But it's more that the story seems to revolve in some ways around protecting this family. Uh, or, okay. You know, and sometimes, oh, you, that. sometimes people, you get like the loner Batman. Other times you get um, superhero Batman, as I was saying. But this one, it really seems... For the last four or five years since Snyder's been writing Batman, that you are getting this kind of protector Batman, like the people's Batman. <laughs> I like that. I think what we also get in this Batman, there's a couple ways that Batman can solve or do uh, his crime fighting, right? You mentioned Detective Batman, where he uses a sort of detective skills. You've got like brute strength Batman, where he just punches everything. And then I think the Batman we get in this one, guys, is Gadget Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, we forgot we talked gadget. about that. We talked about that. Yeah, you're t- absolutely right. This is gadget Batman. <laughs> this is this is shark repellent Batman is what we've got in this episode and, and this and this volume. So if if we could give you a quick rundown of what this volume's like, if you guys haven't read it before, All Star Batman is uh, Scott and Snyder and a bevy of artists so far on this one. This run is just John Romita doing the John Romita Jr. doing the um, the main storyline. Declan Shelby's doing the backups on here. But overall, the other issues, you end up having <clears throat> a couple different artists jump in. Frank Avia does some backup issues. You've got um, a, a couple different guys and, and gals doing some covers and stuff. Um, and so he's got like his cast of characters to do whatever Batman stories he wants. Now, according to, according to DC, it's in continuity. Uh, but this story, this five-issue arc, is essentially uh, a battle royale on the road with uh, Batman dragging Harvey Dent across, I don't know, the state, 400 and some miles, 498 miles or something like that, around, taking him uh, on this road trip, and everybody is after Batman, and they want to stop him. And Harvey Dent has some secrets, Two-Face has some secrets on everybody, that if that if uh, the people don't if the people don't stop Batman or don't kill Batman, he's going to release all their deca- deepest darkest secrets. 
and uh, Batman ensues, right? The like, pure Batman, like, battle royale ensues on this road trip. So, gentlemen, is there anything I missed in my quick discussion of what this is? No, except for the fact that it made me think about – so I I just jumped in and read the trade. I read some of Snyder's old stuff. But I felt like going into this trade, did I miss, like, the key elements leading up into this, like, Two-Face knows everything? Because there were some flashbacks in here with, yeah. like, Jim on the roof with um, Batman. But I couldn't get a sense of – I didn't finish the uh, I didn't I didn't finish Snyder's run on Batman, but I do not believe that there is a lot. You didn't miss it from there. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I sense that not reading We Are Robin, maybe you missed something out on the Duke character. But as far as Two Face, yeah, I was amazed at how much Two Face knew and didn't. I felt much the same. Then I don't I think, think you would have picked that up from the new 52 Batman. Yeah, I think we just kind of got dropped in the middle of this story, and we're just supposed to, like, go, okay, uh, Two-Face has secrets on everybody, right? What, like, if, yeah, I can see that. What I was going to add to what you said, Josh, is, yes, it's like a, a, a literal who's who of Batman supervillains, yes. minus the A-listers. Although there are some A-listers in there, but there's like a lot of I, well, I like the Rogues Gallery. They went deep cuts. Oh there's yeah, a, the Royal Flush Gang was in there. <laughs> uh, That's a, that that little scene with the Royal Flush Gang is great. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Killer Shark, Killer Moth. Uh, I don't know if I got the name right on the shark. Yeah, but like or King it is shark. Killer Shark, right? King Shark. It's, uh, King um, Shark, yeah. So it, it's a but, but you don't have some, and you have big dogs. You have the penguin, yeah. But you don't have the Riddler. You don't have Joker. You don't have um, Scarecrow. And I yeah. really like that they used his Rogues Gallery and <laughs> I will, went deep. I will tell you, Travis and I, a couple, uh, I don't know, a while ago, probably around, around Valentine's Day, we read uh, a two-issue Catwoman arc with uh, Snyder did that's uh, that not Snyder is writing. King, Tom King Joe is King. writing. Yeah, Tom King is writing with, uh, and Mitch Garrods did the the art on it. And literally, there's a scene where it's like Catwoman and Batman, like through over one night, and all of the villains are fighting. There's like Kite King, or like the yeah, the Kite Master, and and uh, like the Condiment King. I think even shows up in this weird smorgasbord of them punching punching all these bad guys out. I love when they pull these sort of back catalog villains in. Yeah. Well, that, Even if it's just for a couple panels. Well, that was that was one of the things that I noticed. Um, you mentioned those things. I I immediately went back to that those couple issues that we read, Josh, when I started seeing all these cameos of these villains. Yeah. But then I started thinking, I'm like, between the Tom King run doing that, between um, uh, what we saw here with Snyder, and then what we saw in Lego Batman with that weird yeah. rogues gallery, I feel like they're just the really dipping into this whole that joke a little bit too much you know oh i can see that they're overusing it yeah but i think you've got so many different people doing it that i don't know if it's if it's necessarily intentional for the crossover maybe it is maybe it's maybe it's synergy but i love i I love seeing the weirdo ones (laughs) 
I saw this interview with a new New Yorker cartoon editor, and he was saying the past few years, all the jokes have become jokes about meta. And, like, everybody's meta is not only a joke, it's a joke about jokes. And your comment reminds me of that. Is it seems like the, the writers now are now poking fun of the genre. Yeah. And they're being a little bit meta with let's poke fun at even Condiment King. And, uh, you know, and all that. Right, right, yeah. And that seems I, to be where the writing is at. I would say that this, though, none of these characters are necessarily used joking. The only no, one we're making... <laughs> I think the only yeah, one that's kind of jokey is the Royal Flush Gang. The Royal Flush Gang okay, piece is the great. only one that's kind, that's kind of jokey. But otherwise, I think he uses all these characters really well. And I love that the first, like, two characters you see... And, uh, you know, the first two villains he squares off against in issue one are uh, Killer Moth and Firefly, right? Like, they're... No, that scene, I, I, I really liked the way the story started with that. I thought that that was an excellent... You see a lot of Scott Snyder in Scott Snyder, however dumb that sounds to say. But, like, he does a lot of now, period. Uh, yeah. A page of panel two hours ago. Period. That he's almost made that a trope of his. That from the New Fifty Two onward, that's almost every Batman story has that. That Tarantino jumping around. Yeah, quality. I was gonna. I was gonna say that this reminded me. We were kind of like. I guess that that takes me to my next question. Um, this is what I would say is an atypical com- comic book superhero story, right? It's typical in in sort of the in sort of like the concept of it, but it's atypical in its structure, I think. But I think that you just pointed something, Dan. So let me ask you guys: What did you think, uh, or what did it remind you of? And I think Dan, you pointed to it really quick. And I, I just want to know if there's anything else. This this format, this sort of like road road warrior Batman. What what did it remind you of? Did it seem to pull heavily from anything, or or what did you guys think of it, Travis? Well. I mean, I I really I don't know if it reminded me of anything in particular. I it, I thought it was I really liked the road trip aspect of it because that was something I didn't get to see. I haven't really seen in Batman. We don't really see Batman take a road trip. Oh, you know? leave Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an almost like a national lampoon's premise. You know, they're always doing like road trip <laughs> movies. You know, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to see like someone like in a college sweatshirt, like throwing up in the back of the Batmobile, like pull over, <laughs> man. We can't pull over anymore. We're already pulled over. Um, so you know, I, I did like the counting clock on the road trip as well, um, emphasizing that genre of the road trip. Like two, like it's always in the comedy. It's like. 18 hours till New York. Like they did it literally in the movie Road Trip. They're like two days from Austin or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? I, I really yeah. kind of dug it, though. Dan, what do you think? Oh, I liked it. I, from the moment the story started, um, I thought the first few panels where you see Firefly and Killer Moth creeping in through the diner, I really liked it a lot. They... They had me at Romita Jr., though. I'm a giant fan of him. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I really liked his Marvel run. His his Spider-Man run, to me, has been one of the best Spider-Man runs in a long time. And it's been almost 10 years now since it did it. But it still sticks out. Those stories are still great. <clears throat> I still, I, I, time, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Finish up. I was going to say, at times I did feel like his art was a little rushed here, and I can't believe I'm going to say that because I'm a giant fan of his, and I had to get used to some of his pencils. Yeah, yeah. I think it all depends on you know what the process is for whoever's inking him because he's just penciling it, and so there's a different. I don't know if there's a different inker on. Maybe there was a, a different inker on a couple books. Uh, DC's been doing this thing where sometimes they throw, um, one or two inkers on a book. It's it's weird. Uh, they go like, oh yeah, we're gonna have one guy ink half of it, another guy ink a different part of it. But it looks like. Mickey you can see that in some of, of his cow, his cow, and some of the profile shots of Batman. You can see some. I don't know if he's just new to the new to the character or whatnot, but you could see that the Ramita Junior style um, was pushed there a little bit. Mm. Yeah, the nose and the ears. Definitely. I mean, he his Batman nose is different than I think some ones that I've seen recently. Right, I, I, that forehead. The profile Batman looks looks a little different. I mean, John Romita always has a sort of like square jaw Kirby sort of style. You know what I mean? Like a, a, yeah. a more <clears throat> a more modern Kirby esque look to some of his stuff. Um, but I think Dan, you what I, what I was pushing for, I think you got this sort of like Qu- Quentin Tarantino quick cut sort of thing is what it felt like a little bit to me. Like there's you know it's a little <clears throat> you know it jumps from from scene to scene. You've got the, like, then, now, and, and all these different time structures in there. But it reminded me very much of sort of, like, <clears throat> this sort of Mad Maxi road road warrior kind of story. I thought that's going like that earlier. Yeah. You, <clears throat> when was the last time you saw Batman in the day? <clears throat> oh, that's I know. That, that tripped me out, too. In a cornfield. Yeah. In a cornfield, no less. Yeah. Right. That, he's got prepared with trapdoors. You know, and like uh, that goes back to your gadget Batman. You know that he can disappear in the middle of a cornfield. <clears throat> well, yeah, and yeah, I think maybe more this book took place in the daytime than it did at night. It almost felt like, right? Or maybe it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, no, there's it's a lot close. of daytime in it. There's a lot there of daytime. A lot of daytime. In it. It, it's impressive. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of like seeing Batman in the daytime. I mean, maybe he's not as scary. He looks a little goofier during the daytime, but uh, but I kind of like it. So let me ask you guys. Um, we're gonna get to. I want to get to Ramita's art a little near the back end of the show. So let me ask you guys, uh, story-wise, what did you think of uh, this sort of this back and forth between Harvey and Batman? Their sort of friendship and where that went. Do you think that that was a a good angle for a story like this? Did, did it was it satisfying? What did you guys think of it, uh, Dan? Well, I was hoping you'd go to Travis first because I, I, I think I have I to can re- jump in. No, I, can no, jump I in. think I have to read it again. Go ahead, Travis. I think I need to read it again to see how if I liked it or not. Well, I am guilty when I have a good Batman story of not finishing it because I don't want to finish it. And what happened here with this book is I bought it, I liked it, I was reading it, and then I kind of put it away out of arm's length because I was enjoying it. And then when I jumped back into it for the podcast. I was like, I I lost some of this. I need to reread it again. Go ahead, Travis. Well, you and know, so it, it's a complex story, and I feel like I need to reread it again. Yeah, I the relationship between um, Harvey Dent and uh, Bruce Wayne or Batman was one that I 
like I never really got too involved in until we had, as mentioned previously, read Long Halloween. And then I really got like the kind of back history that I think a lot of these writers are dipping into now when they write Two-Face about how he really did start out with the best intentions. And he was, he and Bruce and Batman were allies. And that's always in the history of Two-Face. And they play with that here. But what they add to it in this series is that childhood orphanage storyline. So what did you think about that, Dan? The childhood orphanage? That's where I was getting a little lost in how it tied into the conclusion with Harvey at the the farmhouse. I feel like I need to read that again. I thought it was a... I I thought it was... I get mad at Batman comics books sometimes because I find they're too easy to read. I find, like, you spend $4, it takes you four minutes to read. I, I was noticing, looking at the pages of this book, of this book and these books, that th- there's a lot of words. There's a lot of writing in there. And I think that's a good thing. But um, I definitely, for me, I need a second read. I, I sometimes, and, and I'm also kind of a hypocrite because I sometimes think they're always trying to make Batman more complicated than it needs to be. And... I definitely thought that this was a new take going back to... I get a little mad, though. How many friends did Bruce Wayne have as a kid who later became troublemakers? Harvey Dent, Hush, (laughs) you know, like... You know, quit going back to the well on that one is what I thought. That's a good point, too, is you've seen that before. The idea of, like, this kid, like, grew up in privilege, but he's hanging out with all these miscreants. Come on. Uh, Right. (laughs) And what but makes he, him make, go ahead. No, as you say, like he may have grown up in privilege, but he lost his parents, man. So like, he 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 fits in with these ragamuffin kids. You know what I mean? Well, it was nice. They they did write it off with the fact that the reason that Alfred sent him there is because he was having all these violent tendencies, right? So that was it. Wasn't just like, I guess. I find it weird that, like, Alfred had that much control over uh, Bruce. Like, you're going to go to this orphanage. It seems very un-Alfred, but at the same time, uh, it was a good just little plant. Like, oh, how did he meet Harvey Dent? How does he know him? But the whole time during this storyline, he's trucking to this house uh, that we hear about throughout this whole road trip. And you don't really know what's there. And I kept thinking that they had told the audience this prior to the storyline like there was a sense of what was there and i had just not read it but then once it was revealed it was like oh no this was this was purposely kept from the audience what they find at the house and i and i really like the story but i found what they did have at the house wasn't necessarily anything mind-blowing as far as at the end of this road trip i thought it would be something a little bit more the witty witty is not the word i'm looking for but a little bit more like maybe O. Henry-esque, you know? <laughs> Instead of just like a, a hidden cure hidden somewhere? Serums, man. Freaking comic books and serums. This uh, is like love, everything cure, serums. They love some serums. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I I think um, I really like the story until... Uh, I don't want to say until. I would say I really, really dug the story. But I think... Um, Snyder does this balance between serious and action, right? He does a really good job with it for most of this book. And there's a little yes. silly yes. in there too, right? Yeah, no. He does exactly. a really 
he does a really good job of balancing serious and and like actiony. And I think it ended in sort of the the best culmination it could have mm-hmm. um, because you can't cure, you really can't cure Two Face, right? You can't get rid of a villain because then you've essentially ended a villain for use, right? And it's right. comic books, right. and they ha- they have to go on forever. So even if you did cure him, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be long lasting. Um, but I felt like it it built and it built and it built and then it ended very quickly. Right. right. Yeah. And all yeah. the, and all the built up consequences of everybody coming after Batman, right. Just disappear. Like all of a sudden there's, there's like, it's done. He falls into a long line of Batman writers who do that as the story gets away from them. They realize somewhere around issue four, this ends in issue five. And so mm-hmm. they just start tying up loose ends. And you see that here. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, it starts off, he's got some pretty grandiose plans there. You see that with the Commissioner Gordon uh, going downstairs. You yeah. know, like they built that up for a lot. And I'm I kind of like that. I kind of like yeah. that little piece, though. I kind of like it. Like, oh, it's just yeah. his man cave. Like, it's just. Well, yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but I, I have more to say on that too. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, so let me let me ask you guys. So let's let's get into what I think Ooh, might can I get be a, your. Can I, get, can I get a question yeah. in? Can I get a question? Yeah. In? I want to ask what you guys think of the big, the big baddie here. I mean, aside from Two Face. Um, we're looking, we're talking about KG beast now, just beast KG beast. Perfect. I I thought he was cool, man. I liked him back in the eighties when I first read him. Uh, it was a weird dust off. I love the line. You and me have something special now. Uh, you and me, this goes on. Yeah. Like governments can fall or countries can fall and I'll still, I'll still, I'll still come after you. Yeah, huh? <laughs> I, I, love, I love how his whole intention is to like put him on an island, like the most dangerous game, and just, then game, just hunt right. each I'm other. Hunt you know? Here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I like. Here's what I like. It. There, there's two ways you can do a Batman villain, right? It's either someone who's going to outsmart Batman, right? Riddler, Joker. They're always trying to outmaneuver Batman, right? Um, Penguin, sometimes some of the same thing, trying to sort of out-game Batman. I like a Batman villain where it's just brutal. Where it's just just brawn. Because Batman doesn't have superpowers. He's he's just a dude. And so when he's fighting the Penguin, he's not going to fist fight the Penguin. It's always going to be trying to, like, they're going to outflank each other and outmaneuver each other. When Batman has a villain that he just gets to punch, it is fantastic. Like a Bane, if you will. <laughs> yeah, like Bane. Um, like Bane's Killer a good Croc. one. Kill, Killer Croc. Clayface. Uh, Clayface. Yeah. Where I because Batman has so many like, and that's what I talked about. This is gadget Batman. There are so many great gadgets that he uses throughout this this five issues. Um, and he only gets to use them because he's pummeling the crap out of people the entire way. Right. And right? Snyder even hints at that where like, he gives like, Two-Face a line of like, y- you've got to be running out of gadgets by now. You know, because he's, yeah, yeah. he's been on the road so long. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I love that concept that you know he. There's no way for him to sort of take time and analyze and think of a better plan, right? So he has to be pure gadgety punch punch Batman. And I, I like dig, get I off dig the it. boat. The get off the boat where they're on like what appears to be a coin. You yeah, know, it's like, like a, a poker chip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a. You're right. I, I didn't pick up on that on the first read, but he is deploying a lot because he's always on his toes. And this Batman takes a beating. Yes, he's, he takes a beating. We've seen him I, tied up. We saw him get shot. We see him get like. Speared through. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he was like shorn. Like he was like speared through the chest, and it was yeah. it was an image that was reminiscent of like the, him getting his back broken. Where you're like, you expect to turn the page and everything to be different, but no, he's up. He's 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 he's, he's back in action. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of that. Like where he's cornered in the cornfield, and next thing you know, he's not. You know, I, I think have... that I think that's kind of the stuff. I love that Batman can get out of every situation in this book. I, I, it's fun. This was how. About... It... Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Now, how about he dusted off Harold, the silent mechanic? Yeah, you know, like <laughs> well, I, it's been years since I saw Harold in a Batman comic. I also love that Harold's hands talked like he's doing sign language, and the si- like the words came from his hands. Yeah, yeah. That that was kind of cool. It was a good way. It was a cool way to do it. I was not really familiar with that character. Yeah, I want to say the early '80s. He shows up, and then he, he apparently sent him upstate. Worked at uh, <laughs> a hidden garage upstate. He's a victim of the '80s cocaine movement, and Batman's like, "You can't be trusted this close. Let's let's put you out in the country." <laughs> So let me let me ask you guys. So to to, um, to jump on this idea of so we've got Batman road tripping with um, <laughs> his two favorite two allies. <laughs> let me ask you, Travis. You brought this up. We talked about it. I want to know. Uh, this is a he doesn't have a Robin with him, or I guess I don't think he's called Robin. I don't remember his name. Is either no, of you guys they know point what the, that out several times? Yeah, that he's yeah, not I'm trying the Robin. Something he's trying something different. I get it. Uh, so we have Duke, and I don't know his his bat given name. It's, I, don't uh, I believe he's the Duke of Earl. The Duke of Earl. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Duke. Uh, let me ask you, Travis. What did you think? Of, this is your first encounter with Duke. No, I actually liked Duke back in the We Are Robin. I, I picked up those in single issues. Um, okay. And I actually kind of liked where that where they were going with that. But for some – maybe it's this. Maybe it comes down to the simple fact that his freaking costume design is the shittiest costume design to come out in 2017. It's 2017. Why are you doing like a Bumblebee from Transformers like – it's just it's his outfit is just so like nineties and it's just uh, it's just so generic and has no character to it. And then I'm like, who is this guy? Like he's he doesn't fit in. And we were talking about like the idea of um, with 
with one of our previous books, like, oh, with Moon Knight, Josh, we were talking about yeah. if you're going to go stealth, the last thing you want to wear is all white. Well, if you're going to hang out with Batman, maybe don't wear all yellow, okay? It's just fucking <laughs> stupid, man. And I couldn't get over the fact that Batman is hanging out with this dude who's wearing all yellow. Batman would never allow that. He would never allow one of his sidekicks. Wait, not his sidekick, because he's not his sidekick. They made that very clear. He would never allow <laughs> someone fighting crime with him. To like wear like a sunny D colored like yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, but Robin wore like red and green. It's not like it's any different. I will agree with you that the costume is a little, the helmet's a little weird. Yeah, I I don't. Is it just a motorcycle outfit. It's straight up. It's essentially a, it's just essentially a motorcycle outfit. He looks like a Power Ranger a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's stupid. It, it, it's stupid as fuck, guys. Come on, am I the only one? Am I the only one here that I, this is like this? This Robin's got to go. He's got to go. I don't hate it, and he doesn't show up a whole lot in the current um, run of Tom King's Batman. Um, but he is in this. Probably because they're beta testing him, and everybody else feels the same way. I don't <laughs> like his personality. Yeah. He's a, he's like, there was, all right, I will give you this. There was that whole funny joke with like the Batman's cock or Batman's dick, whichever, what, whatever the uh, metal band he likes is. <laughs> that was good. But you didn't like, but even the, like, I don't know, man. He's just, he's just vanilla. He's just like this kind of this kid. And then the whole thing with his parents and the Joker Venom, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling that storyline. I, I didn't love the backups. I think I like Declan Shelby's art. Um, I don't love – I didn't really love the backup story. Me either. I didn't like it either. I, 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 but I had never seen that villain before, the um, guy. Yeah, and I like him. Oh, Zaz, Zaz is the, is the one- shit. Yeah, Zaz is in the Nightfall arc, right? When Batman gets his back broken. I've read that. Maybe I just don't remember him. Yeah. You know why you don't see a lot of him is the writing. He gets slashed in the gut at the end of one of those mini arcs, and then the next scene he's like, well, we'll take care of him later. And Batman didn't knock him out. They didn't come back to that great scene where Zaz sticks him in the gut. Like, come on, man. Don't leave me hanging like that because Zaz... He could have made that second smaller arc really pop with that character. And I don't know why they pulled it. It's like Darth Maul, right? As he's getting good, they pulled him out. <laughs> I think, you know, I like, think those backup stories were designed to tell a, a better story for, um, for Duke. And I don't know that it worked for me at all. When you ask the question, why me? Why me? And the, is the real question, what's next? Yeah. That, like, that's where it ends. So I thought that was, well, you know, left something to be desired. I don't know. Yeah. What was that whole wheel thing, you know? Like, I didn't get that. Like, he's like, you have to go through the wheel. Like, the colors in the backup the story. Were you talking what? about the, the color? Like, you're in the black zone now. And yeah, I, and Dick's blue and like what? Come on! I didn't understand that at all. I'm like, this Batman comic is way too complex for me. 
Yeah, the backups, and I think I would have to go back and read the backups in one sitting and just read the backups, and I, and I didn't do that. Um, I read them as they came out, uh, and like I said, I like I like Declan Shelby's art. Um, I like the colors in the backup story, um, but at the same time, I didn't really like the backup. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense, um, yeah. but overall, I thought I thought the I thought the um, if we can if you can, I, I get a feeling neither of us none of us on on this podcast have an affinity for Duke and his weird yellow Power Rangers helmet. I call him puke. Um, I call him puke because makes me want to puke every time I read his <laughs> stupid face. But I do, but I do like that he listens to metal. And then when he the one thing that I thought was great. Is the music coming out of the car had like skulls and, and like bones I did like in it? That too. Right, I did right, like that right. too. I thought that was a very clear. He says, "Turn down that music." Yeah, Batman plays very dad. Like, what were you Turn listening to? Record. What were you listening to? <laughs> Batman's dick. <laughs> Whatever. Batman's dick. Could have had like a better line. I can't tell any songs apart. <laughs> I would think that Batman would like metal, though. Well, he did. He Batman. he liked the he's he said he liked that one part about the song that mentioned like something about justice. Yeah, kicking, <laughs> just, kicking justice in the teeth. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you guys. Let's. Uh, do you guys want to jump to Ramita, or do you guys want to talk a little bit more about the story? What do you actually? You know what? I do have a question for you guys. Um, Dan, I think you may have been about to mention it, but we didn't. Uh, Two very key people to Batman turn on Batman. And Alfred? I don't like that. Yeah. Alfred and Commissioner Gordon? I don't like either of those people turning on Batman. Me either. Yeah, and there's no ramifications. Like, Batman, like, Alfred has highest clearance in other books, and then here he's, he's like, letting the cat out of the bag. That's why I feel like I need another read. He's like, did I, I really read that? I like... I I can buy uh, because we're in a new timeline because of New Fifty Two, right? Because Batman hasn't been at this forever. Although All Star Batman feels like maybe he has been at it forever. Um, I can buy Commissioner Gordon, but I can't because Commissioner Gordon was Batman for a while. I <laughs> oh yeah 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 so. I just the Alfred turning on him. I had trouble with like that being okay. Yeah, it was just, it was odd. Uh, I, Commissioner Gordon, I can buy because he like kind of let him know like, listen, if there's any way to not open that door, like now's the time. Like he's like he's looking for some reason for like he's like, give me something because otherwise we're we're going down into that man cave. Yeah, well, because, I mean, he already still, I mean, like, he still has to do his job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Commissioner Gordon still has to do his job. But I, I just, I just go like, well, why would, why would Alfred do that, man? Alf- Alfred's <laughs> sad. Yeah, I feel like it's sad, Alfred. It is sad. <laughs> it is sad. Oh, Master Wayne, I'm sorry I have disappointed you. Alfred wouldn't do that. No, he wouldn't. I, I, Alfred would take a cyanide pill before he'd eat to eat turned over any dirt or helped any villain take down Batman. That's his or fucking worried. dad, man. That's his dad. Is this the comic? Yes, it is. This is the comic where Alfred verbalizes, you're my son. Is, is, am I right in that? And then he turns on him? 
it's very strange. I don't I don't get why he did it. It's hard for me. I, what does he say? Why does he do it? He says, what's he going to release on him? Guys, we, we've got to be missing some backstory to this. Like how, what kind of information does the Two-Face have on these guys? Where did he get the information from? How could, like what da- database is he accessing for all this information? There's got to be something we're missing from this. Because that's why I felt the whole time. I don't feel that that's necessarily important in comic book terms. Because like it's just... It's a MacGuffin for this whole thing, so it doesn't really matter how we got it. Um, but I will say that I am bothered that there's there seems to be some real stress on Alfred as to why he's doing this, and I can't, I don't understand why he would. Well, MacGuffin is like an object; it's a thing, and then we attach these extraordinary powers to it, like the Ark of the Covenant or the Maltese Falcon, this was missing the object. Like, what is it? Is it a, is it a database? Is it like this in mind hive that he's created? I need to know what this fucker, what this, excuse me, what this guy is using to, to get this information. And what <laughs> was he using that Alfred was so afraid of? Because if Alfred's going to turn on Batman... I need to know. It better, but can I, it better be good. Before we get to art, can I say this? I really did like this Batman run. And what, I, don't think, I don't think I've really explained why. And Josh, you touched on it earlier when you were talking about Snyder. Does so well with mixing adventure and silly Batman and detective Batman. And I, I don't think anyone writes better Batman dialogue than Scott Snyder right now. Maybe in the history of Batman. Scott Snyder, the words he puts in Batman's mouth are just like... Of course Batman would say that. Oh my god, of course he would say that. It's just <laughs> the 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 interactions he has with like Two-Face, like his one-liners and his his when he admonishes people um or when he's like fighting KG beasts, all these like kind of KG sayings that he like throws yeah. back and forth at his enemies and also the fact that Scott Snyder seems to have thought about every angle of Batman. Just when you think there can't be anything new and cool and interesting that that Batman can have a slight twist on as far as how he wins a battle or how he outthinks an opponent, uh, an opponent, Scott Snyder brings in this new, like, oh, shit, I've never seen Batman do that before. And then after it's done, it becomes so obvious. Like, of course Batman can do that. But it's <laughs> Snyder's giving us new stuff for a character that's been around for 60-plus years. I think you're right. I, I think that he's got a really good handle on writing Batman. Uh, but let's ask the Batmaster. Let's ask the Batmaster. Dan? Do I do. Snyder? I like his writing. It's funny. It was a good adventure. Batman Road Trip uh, is pretty exciting. I really love the relationship between Two-Face and Batman now versus when they were kids. Like that line I had... You know, I, I forgot he said it. You must be running out of gadgets by now. They yeah. talk some really good lines to Batman. Like, I, like they're they've been on the road for five hundred miles. They know each other. Giving they've been in a plane. They were in a on a on a, a like a hovercraft in some tunnels. Like he does have a way with him, doesn't he? And yeah, I did not particularly like the new Fifty Two run with Jim Gordon being Batman. I, I didn't read it for a little while there, but I do like his return to Bruce Wayne. Yes. 
I mean, the guy's in tip-top form. You can tell he's in tip-top form because uh, BC makes him write everything, it seems like. Yeah, they give him his whole yeah. um, um, arc. They give him all of DC, basically, for that... Um, What's that called? Dark the Forge, dark the Forge. dark metal, dark metal. Days it's called dark metal. metal. Yeah, just metal. <laughs> I think it's really just called DC metal. Nice, Batman's <laughs> dick coming at you. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> the so bat, dick. Right. bat dick, um, <laughs> bat dick, bat dick. So we are, gentlemen. We are. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, let's chat a little bit about. Uh, John Romita Jr. I mean, we've all touched on it a little bit. Uh, Travis, you have a very particular Batman. How you want to see your Batman? Did this live up to how you want to see Batman look? I, I thought it, I, I thought John Romita uh, did a great job at Batman. I don't think it sticks out. Like I don't have the book in front of me here, uh, and um, so picturing Batman. Now, the way he drew it, it's hard for me to talk about, but that's also very telling as well. The, his Batman doesn't stick in my head as what I think about when I think of the Batman. Uh, I really like um, Capullo's Batman, and I really, liked, I really liked Jeff Loeb's Batman, even though I didn't think I would. And I think that this is... I don't want to say that this is only serviceable. I feel like it's very John Romita Jr. I feel like he was not phoning this in. I feel like he really did put his best uh, effort into it. Um, And I liked it just fine, but I don't think it stands out to me as my visual Batman. All right, Dan, how did this Batman live up to uh, your image of Batman? I don't think they should have given... Well, no, that's too mean to say, because I'm a huge Romita Jr. fan. Uh, I don't think this is his best work. I think he probably... I think any artist who gets Batman takes it about as serious as you can get. But I, I, I really like... Even his Hulk. His Hulk was... his, his And his Superman's not bad, too, but I had trouble with some of the cow and the profile views of the Batman. And, um, and I think that's just because it's his first time out. Drawing this character. Yeah, I don't think he's drawn Batman before, has he? I can't. No, he was such a he was a Marvel guy for so long. long, Yeah, and he did a couple. They did did Superman before this. He did a small. He did a small arc on Superman, which was Superman was was weird. Uh, You know what? When I see John Romita Jr. for me, will always be uh, his Punisher. Like, that's what I see. Like uh, is uh, the his sort of like Frank Castle, like I can see that. Yeah, that really square face. Punisher. Yeah, I'm googling it right now. Yeah, so I thought. Maybe what about you? What about yeah, you, Josh? I can see that. That's what good what stuff. did you think? Yeah, you know, I I really dug, and I think the reason why uh, the reason why I said like John Romita reminds me of Punisher, like it was Punisher Warzone, and that was the stuff I read as a kid. Uh, so it kind of sticks out to me that stuff, like those covers of Punisher Warzone, remind me of uh, remind me of, of his stuff. Um, you know, what I liked a lot, and I think the, the, a big reason I liked it is the colors. Um, and we've talked before about um, sort of like how Snyder. I don't know if it's his direction, but we did read some. You know, when we read. Um, 
zero year and sort of the discussion they had about how they wanted it to be a very different colorful take on Batman, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you can see that ring through on this, and I think the colors really add to the story. I like John Romita. John Romita got to, like, do some character design, right? He got to draw, you know, what does his KGBs look like? What does his Killer Croc look like? I thought his Killer Cro Croc was pretty rad looking. I enjoyed, I enjoyed his Killer Croc. I think the only character I didn't like his take on was Penguin. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought Penguin Penguin looked a little too, I don't know, man. Like, uh, um, remember what's that weird science? And they turned Shet into that monster. Like the shit monster. <laughs> like Penguin is shaped like the shit monster. <laughs> That's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, Josh. This, I'm, this I'm looking through it right now. His two face is pretty tip top. I do like. I thought his two faces cool. I like the sort of like uh, the weird sort of liney, muscly structure. Because there's some way. There's a bunch of different ways you can draw two face. Um, you know, what do you think that side of his face looks like? And I thought Ramita's Ramita's take on it was pretty cool. With the muscle ten. Yeah, with the tendons and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, I dug. Uh, I, I dug his. I kind of liked his his uh, sort of squarey looking Batman. Um, I dug uh, when Batman doesn't have the cape on a couple times when it kind of gets kind of torn off. I thought the the way he did that looked really cool. Overall, I thought the art was good. I, I mean, if you're gonna do right, like you give the reins to Snyder and say, "Hey, do whatever you want with Batman," uh, his first couple issues and doing them with um, doing them with. Uh, Ramita Jr. was something new, right? It gave the book something different. Yeah, you know, it gave it gravitas. Yeah. That's why I went yeah. and bought it right away. You know, like, yeah. I was, oh, these two, you, this is going to be an A plus book. Yeah, and so you kind of got to see, um, you got to see it in a different way. Now later on, Jock does a couple issues of All Star Batman. Um, you know, you've got. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque does a couple episodes, a couple know, issues. Yeah, I saw some of the art from those. I love those. Yeah, the Albuquerque ones look really good. Um, the Jock ones look really good. So after this is Jock um, for a couple, uh, a couple, and then um, Tula Lote does uh, does an issue with. Um, oh man, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Poison Ivy, and so he's got this cast of like super. It starts off with John Romita Jr., who's just like a name, and then he gets to play with some indie guys, you know. And mm -hmm. uh, and I guess Jock's not super indie; he's done some big books. But to be able to bring on some people who are are sort of interesting ways to see Batman, you know, the Raphael Albuquerque looked really good. I like the Jock version of Batman. I, I like the uh, all the other ones that came after this, but I think this Romita fit this style that this road trip story i think ramita was a really good person for his punchy actiony sort of stuff you know so let me ask you guys what's the best best the best bat gadget used in in this uh in this book mm, i'm trying to remember the bat gadgets uh shark i'll go shark repellent classic 
<laughs> I shark about is it he doesn't use it in this, does he? Yeah he does when he's doing man <laughs> he shark. Does? Yeah. Oh does he? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh. what is that? He's like I put shark repellent and it was like the homage to like the, That's right. That's get right. the hell out of here. Is that in there? Yeah. He How hits him miss- he hits him with shark repellent. I think it mine is- was the explosion that gets them onto the to the thing in the ocean. I oh, dug the, when- the chip the the the, uh, the poker chip? Yeah. Wasn't expecting that question. That's a good. Big, I don't know. I'll have to look at it. <laughs> I'm looking so at the penguin of... now, and he looks like a little shit monster. <laughs> <laughs> long hair with long hair with long hair. The penguin's got long hair. In. Yeah, I think so. I, I dig the. Um, I think my favorite gadget is um, when he pumps the metal through the speaker in his chest like apparently oh yeah Bat- that was really cool yeah, yeah, yeah apparently yeah. batman's suit has this built-in sound system so it's bose uh, baby it's bose yeah it's bose and so duke like wires his metal band through bruce and he's like give me batman's bleep yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that was great and so like they're all underwater and it shocks all the court of owl people away That's yeah awesome. i I dug that the Court of Owl army had two face masks. Yeah, that was cool too. I did like that. <laughs> that it was sort of like he's like they gave me my own personal my own personal army, and they all had sort of like two face sort of style masks on uh, for them. I thought that was kind of cool. But so, I think my favorite gadget was so speaking uh, underwater of favorite music. things. We have just enough time for our, our favorite panels left here. Um, so I'm, since I don't have the book in front of me, I'm gonna go first. I'm okay. going to give myself that right because uh, I was I was just remembering the book and I I remember one of the panels that I did turn back to I actually took a picture of it and sent it to my friend was that we mentioned it earlier the KGBs just running Batman through with the uh, the blade I'm just like that's just cool badass gory <laughs> Batman like you know you're like oh what's going to happen to Batman turn the page and find out I love that that panel it might be a splash the, page the kg beast yeah is there a three-quarter splash page yeah I'm looking yeah at it now. yeah that's a good one that's a good one uh mine is going to be uh it is in issue three and it is uh i love that snyder does this throughout and i always think it's kind of cool these sort of like let's point to this and tell you what it is stuff and so you see it a couple times every time a villain pops up you get kind of like a a little card about them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for for KG Beast, you keep seeing all this stuff like enhanced fast twitch muscle fibers, uh, like slow twitch muscle fibers, adrenaline flooding for hysterical strength, all this stuff. And then it flips to, and then at the next page, this is my favorite. It says Batman, and then it's his knuckle, it's his fist, and it says Bat Knuckles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> these, I remember that. Yeah, these like pokey Bat Knuckles come out, and the Bat Knuckles panel is my favorite panel. Uh, because it is such a, like, it is such a Batman gadget. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, like, and yeah. it's super, it's super comic booky. But it also reminds me of, like, you could see, I don't think we'll see a Batman movie like this. Because I think it'd be too, you, I, I think it'd be too weird of a direction to take Batman for movie form. But you've seen it in other sort of superhero-like movies. Where they kind of, like zoom in on the technical weaponry right and and like you see it and but i love the idea that it just says bat knuckles over it (laughs) i just thought it was kind of a cool panel and then 
he like usually he then beats the crap out of him with his bat knuckles and like drives them under in his underarm and it was that was a pretty rad panel that's that's mine uh dan was panel well i travis you took mine um but that's okay and i i don't know if i'm allowed to pick a cover have you ever had a cover panel or has it got to be a panel because i really oh, like covered the issue four. i'll allow it this time well, no, I'll be true to it because I got a second backup that I actually picked. I do like going to the gadgetry of Batman. Um, but, sir, what the hell do you think, Edmonds? He has some mechanism that takes you down the wrong stairwell if you're not the Batman. Something his own <laughs> butler doesn't even know about. We can check, but I'm telling you. <clears throat> Ellipses. And it's just a Super Romita Jr. drawing <clears throat> with some Zack Snyder poking fun at the genre at the same time the highlighting of it yeah yeah, yeah. genre that is a good one i like that but, idea like like his butler wouldn't even know about it that, it's <laughs> kind of a <clears throat> kind of a funny way to put it uh so let's let's go really quick now why do you like the cover to issue four so much dan uh you know like i, I like batman's rogue gallery the idea that you're at a jack yeah a slot machine and let's see who shows up Maybe the idea that we were going to go to Vegas when we were going to discuss this is <laughs> in my mind a little bit, and uh, I just thought it was an interesting take on a on it. You know, let's see what comes up. Give it a shot. So overall, right. it sounds like everyone liked it, right? I yeah, like I thought it. I thought it was a good run. In fact, um, if Travis, if you haven't tra- have you checked out the issues after these? No, I was going to wait. For, I think the next the next trade has just come out. Maybe I don't. I well, saw it's I don't like know. for pre-order. I just gotta see like what the uh, date is. But I might not even get that. I mean, it's it's you know when you, they put it out, it's like hardcover at first, and it's an yeah. other leg. So yeah. I will check out the next issues, but it might be a while before I actually get down and have them collected. I see. I see. I, you yeah. know, I really like. I like. I really like this scoring. Dan, have you read any more than these or no? No. No. I was gonna, I was gonna pick it up because it looks pretty good. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, I, that cover I check with, it out. With poison ivy looks pretty cool, actually. Yeah, she she does some of the artwork on the inside, uh, and and it's good because it's kind of cool. Like Ramita is the longest of everybody else, right? He does five issues, and everybody else does like two or one. Um, so everybody kind of tackles a villain, and so they get to follow that villain in their couple issues. And so um, I think it's been a really kind of a cool tour de force for Scott Snyder. I think it's wrapping up with vol- with as soon. I think it's only going. Tw- I think it's only going twelve issues. Okay. Um, and because he's got, uh, I think they're moving on to whatever he's doing with Batman after this, but. Um, I, I, I kind of really dug this sort of road trip story. I think we're right. The backups are a little, maybe not the greatest. Um, so gentlemen, would you recommend T rats? Yep. It's, it gets two bat knuckles up for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dan, Mr. Batman. Yeah. It, I think if you're a Batman fan, you need to pick this up. If you're just coming new to the, to the character, I would probably pick. No one's new to the character, but new to the character in comics, I would maybe pick a different story. But if you've been around a while, you have to read this. Yeah, I, I think it's a super fun read. I would totally recommend it to someone who likes Batman, uh, who's been, you know, who's reading Batman, or uh, you know, someone who just wants kind of a, a 
like you know is there a is there kind of like a cool fun batman story right i wouldn't put this in the the tale of like i i you know i wouldn't put it up there with what we call like the classics of batman right i but i think well, it, when it's when it's all collected maybe it would be maybe when it's 12 issues maybe this will be one of those things that ends up being you know your collection like long halloween or hush or something mm, like that mm. you know uh, because it's going to stand you, alone i'm going back to what you just said they won't make this a movie and they won't make it a movie because you have to be kind of familiar with the character to appreciate this right all the the jokes the homages the 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 b list of characters yeah so the movies are too lowest common denominator you're like a Batman fan's going to see things he hasn't seen in years. Yeah, and yeah. She, I think yeah. it does give you something in there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was our discussion of All Star Batman, uh, Volume One, uh, by Scott Snyder at, with uh, John Romita Jr. on uh, uh, on the art, with some help from uh, a couple folks doing color and inking on there with it. Um, if you want to hear some of our older episodes, uh, especially the one right before this, is our Las Vegas Comic Con uh, road trip uh, episode. Dan was with us as we went to Comic Con, so if you want to go listen to that one, it's back in the feed. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at comicexposure.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure, Facebook, same thing, Instagram, same thing, uh, and uh, you can check us all out on the media stuff. Remember, if you uh, listen to us on iTunes, if you could give us a solid, wonderful rating or review, that helps uh, to get people to see us. If you want to tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your comic book pals to check us out. Uh, they listen to the podcast. It's always cool. We love, we love when that happens. Uh, comic Book Summer is underway, Travis Rats. Are you ready to read a bunch of comic books? I am in the midst of reading comic books, man. I'm in the throes <laughs> of Comic Book Summer, brother. And the throws of comic book summer. I have, I think, two books left to read of comic book summer, uh, and then I am all caught up. I've got a flight tomorrow, and I'll probably read both of those books uh, while I'm making my way to Boston or while I'm in Boston. So I will have read through comic book summer. We've got uh, a handful of books. We've got How to Talk to Girls at Party uh, Parties by Neil Gaiman. We've got uh, Moonshine, Moonshine, got uh, Brian Azzarello. We've got Punk Rock um, Jesus, Punk Rock Jesus. We've got uh, Punk Rock Jesus by one of your faves, so I'm hoping I'm hoping Murphy, you're baby. yeah by by uh, what Sean a great Murphy. title that is yeah Punk Rock Jesus by Sean Murphy I don't care uh, we, if it rains or freezes I just want my Punk Rock Jesus Jesus we have a ton of books on Punk Rock Summer so our Punk Rock Summer and <laughs> Comic Book Summer uh, so make sure you're checking them out we've got. Uh, Let's see. Uh, what other what other one we what other one is in there? Why can't I think right now? There's at least uh, two other books that I can't think of off the top of my head right now that we are reading uh, for Comic Book Summer. So, ladies and gentlemen, follow us on Twitter. Find out what's going on. Read along with us. Check it out. Uh, and uh, gentlemen, always good. Oh, Dan, fun. thanks for coming on the show again. Oh, a four time a four time guest. Four Travis. Three. Travis. Yes. Sir. I'm a little bummed uh, that you are in Arizona, yet we are Skyping this podcast. We'll make it happen. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. Uh, but you've got a hot date tonight, so good luck, sir. Good luck. Ooh, maybe it's a bad date. 
Maybe I'll use my bat belt. <laughs> use your bat belt. Your bat knuckles. Don't use your bat knuckles on her. Don't do it. What? Don't use my bat knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be uh, bat knuckle deep in this broad. <laughs> oh, yeah. awful. All right. Guys, have a wonderful evening. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. And we will see you next trade.